Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello everybody, welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I have with me today Bruce Langford. Bruce works in the field of mindfulness and comes from an interesting background. I think uh, he'll share some of that with us as we get into this, but I know bullying is part of his background. He, he is also a coach of entrepreneurs and people who really want to get out of their own way and succeed and experience a higher level of life. And like myself, he is a podcaster. He has the Mindfulness Mode podcast and doing some great things with some amazing guests there. Bruce, welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you, Dr. Paul. Thanks very much for inviting me on the show. I'm excited for Live on Purpose. Uh, Well, this is right up your alley, isn't it? Yes, it is. Truly. We had a conversation recently about mindfulness. Maybe you could start us off, Bruce, by sharing with our listeners where you're coming from and how you happened upon this particular topic. Give us a story. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I was a teacher and I uh, taught music in schools and really enjoyed teaching that and doing the creative part of of what makes kids pick tick really helping them to um, just actually get into the flow and so many kids really enjoy music and enjoy creating their own music so I enjoyed that but then I started to notice way back around 2002 2003 that some of my students were being picked on some of my Uh. students were being bullied Mm. and you know Dr. Paul I didn't feel like anything was being done about it Mm. and so Wow, like it really bothered me. And so I decided to put together a musical program and just put the word out there. Hey, you know, how about if I come in and do some presentations in your school? So I went halftime and went out and started doing these presentations. And I never looked back because there was so much call for it. Back in those days, bullying was really being swept under the carpet. And, Mm. you know, there was people saw a need to learn about it. But you know, it wasn't talked about in the mainstream very much. So I got out there and we sang about it. We talked about it. We had dialogue and we did role plays and all kinds of things just to dig in and start talking about it. And Mm -hmm. before long, I started to realize that, you know, there's a whole element here of mindfulness that if you can really help children and adults understand how to be mindful and what that means, then bullying will, will just naturally decline. Interesting. I've, I've got my, some of my own experience and, and ideas, obviously, about mindfulness. Tell us what, what the definition of that is for you as you've come upon it. How would you describe that? Mindfulness is living in the moment and putting your whole self into what's happening now. And not putting so much emphasis into the past, not putting Mm -hmm. so much emphasis into what you think might happen, 
but living in the now and not judging others or yourself. And those are the kinds of things that can get us into problems with bullying. We can start assuming, we can start, you know, taking things personally and judging. And if we learn how not to do that, then bullying becomes much less of an issue. Ah, you know, this is so interesting, Bruce, because I've noticed that most of the emotional and probably as a result behavioral problems that we run into are because we get so focused in either the past or the future, and we get outside of that now. And you're suggesting then that getting into the present and being in the present moment can have something to do with remedying a problem even as big as bullying. Yes, it really does have everything to do with it. We start to live in the now and be happy now. And those those kinds of problems that we thought we had start to become very minimal. Hmm. You've probably got dozens of stories that you could share with us. Can you think of, of a, a good representative example of how this works? Yes, I can. I, I, back in the days when I was teaching, I was out supervising outside and I saw a boy standing by the wall. And I knew this boy. He was one of my students. He was in my AV club and he was in my band. And I knew he was talented. He was musical. He was smart at academics. But I thought, why? While everybody else is over playing basketball, laughing and having a lot of fun, why is this boy, why is Adam over there by the wall looking dejected? And I ask around, I ask him, first of all, and he's like, oh, nothing, I'm okay, it's nothing. And then I asked some of the other students and they said, oh, oh, it's his accent. He's being bullied. Uh-huh. And I said, what? His accent? It, because I knew him and I thought, what is this? Turned out he had a very minor speech impediment. And I thought, you know, this is just terrible. And I, I took him aside and I spent a little bit of time just counseling him, talking to him, asking him some questions. And he said to me, you know, I get bullied every single day when I come to school. Oh. And, you know, my my heart just went out to him and I thought, you know, no one should have to go to school and feel that kind of pain. Mm -hmm. And after a few days, I thought, you know, I can do something about this. I mean, I teach every day and I mean, there's something I can do in my own school, but I can do something much bigger than this. I can go out into other schools and I can learn more about this and teach about it. And then I thought of an idea. And I went back to Adam and I said, you know, Adam, if I put together a program where I could teach kids like you about this, you know, I was just thinking maybe I could connect with them by showing them a video of you talking about what it really feels like to be bullied. Oh, and he yeah. said, he said, oh, Mr. Langford, I don't think I could do that. But. After a week, he came back to me and he said, I've been thinking a lot about this. And he said, you know, if I could help even just one kid by being on a video for you, he said, it would be worth it. He said, yes, let's do it. So, 
Yeah, so I hired a videographer and we went and we filmed an hour of him just being vulnerable and pouring out himself and we edited it all down to three minutes and we put this together and now when I'm talking to you, to you, Dr. Paul, over a hundred thousand middle school students have seen this video and related with it. Wow. And it's just been amazing how many lives he's affected. And you know, as I mm. talked to him and worked with him, he started to see that, you know, I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I don't have to be so focused on what happened when they called me names yesterday. Mm-hmm. I can I can let that go. I can just be me and enjoy today and in, and play or, you know, play my band instrument or, you know, be in the AV club and do my thing, what makes me happy. And so he started to change, but little did he know how many lives he was about to change with the video he had been in. Uh, just by being authentic and being willing to be vulnerable. That's right. It's so common, isn't it? This experience of of being mistreated or or bullied, and we we want to overlook it sometimes, maybe. But I think we're all also aware that this is happening maybe more often than we would like it to. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, we all have this voice in our head and this voice can really attack us. We can, you know, we can grab a hold of control over that voice, but at the same time, sometimes it feels like that voice is controlling you. Mm. And that's why I kind of moved into this field of, helping people through mindfulness and becoming a mindfulness life coach. And so many people out there are suffering from anxiety, suffering from, you know, these kinds of pressures. And just through spending time with them and talking to them about, you know, this whole different way of looking at life, being mindful, learning how breathing can make a difference, learning about mantras, learning how, you know, even exercise can make a huge difference in your life if you look at it mindfully. All of these things, I I just find so much pleasure and so much reward from helping people to get a hold of their lives again. Mm. I'm I'm so intrigued with how you're doing this with your clients and where that might take our listeners. I before we go into our our break here, I want to acknowledge also, Bruce. I don't know if um, uh, if you were aware of our world record last year. We we put together the longest audio stream podcast and. It was about hope, called the World Hope Cast. We interviewed 89, I think it was, I'm trying to remember the numbers, but 89 people over the course of 60 hours. And boy, talk about podcasting. That's a marathon. It sure is, over 60 hours. How did you keep up the momentum? 60 continuous hours, but you know what? Here's what what we found. One of the common themes... And you'll be pleased to hear this. One of the common themes of people who are talking about hope and restoring hope and and getting on purpose was mindfulness. That came up again and again with these people, the experts that we were interviewing, authors and speakers and coaches and 
and professionals who work in the field of, of assisting people. Mindfulness. That is really exciting to hear. And I think the thing about it, Dr. Paul, is I think mindfulness is actually in itself very simple. But as adult human beings, we tend to turn things into more complicated forms of themselves. And sometimes we just need help to go back to those simple steps and learn how to just tone down and just focus on one thing and, you know, do that in order to be happy and to lose our anxiety. Mm -hmm. Well, I love where you're going with this. As we come back from this break, folks, we will get into the specifics of how we actually do that and become more mindful. This is Bruce Langford at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com Faith is the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge into the light. Helen Keller Welcome back, everyone. Bruce Langford at Live On Purpose Radio today. He is the Mindfulness Master. I don't know if that's the title you've picked for yourself, Bruce. Well, it sounds good. <laughs> I think you picked it for me. I, I really like that, Dr. Paul. Well, let's roll with that because you have really gained some powerful tools and knowledge and experiences. You've worked with clients and students uh, to establish this mindfulness that we talked about. And as you said in the first half, um, mindfulness is really about being in the present, being in the now. And everything's okay right now. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I have noticed that. Everything, like right at this very second, things are fine. Yes. And that's a powerful concept. Well, you've got some tools that you've developed to help your clients start on this path to mindfulness and to uh, higher levels of joy and prosperity because of that. Walk us through it, will you? Take us into this. Absolutely. I like to start with asking my clients questions and finding out where they're at, finding out what is it that you really, really love in life? What do you enjoy? And when I talk with my clients about that, it usually comes out that there are some anxieties connected with those joys that they are looking for. And 
then it usually gets to the point where we talk about quieting the brain because so many times my clients will say, oh, I just have so much buzzing around in my mind and I get so stressed out because my mind won't stop. And this takes Mm. us to the topic of meditation. And whether we call it meditation or not, it can be called other things, but just a matter of quieting the brain and to just start off, I say, how would it feel to take a deep breath and just have a quiet time and just allow yourself to relax, be quiet, and just focus on your breath. Mm. And if you start thinking about other things, don't worry about it. Let your mind go, but then go back to your breath and just simply think as you're breathing in, think in. And as you're breathing out, think out and keep it that simple. And your mind will stray. You will think about other things. And then just go back to that in and out. And that's one of the ways I begin with my clients. And after even two minutes of that, Dr. Paul, they say to me, wow, I can't believe how much more relaxed I feel. I can't believe how much more calm I am. It's a rare practice to actually quiet the mind. Take a moment, breathe, and this is where you will start with your clients. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. right. And that is a starting point. And then we talk about mantras, how, you know, maybe as you practice this over the next two weeks, just doing what I described, you may get to the point where you think, oh, but I want to think more than just in and out. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about Who are you? What do you want in your life? And I get my clients to journal those two questions. Who are you? What do you want in your life? And out of that, we'll come up with a mantra. I am a strong, confident creator. I love to create and then fill in the blanks, whatever suits you. And once you come up with a short mantra, just a short statement about yourself, about where you are headed, this can be very powerful. And my clients come back to me sometimes months or years later and say, oh, Bruce, I can't believe we started at that very basic point. And now I have created that life that I imagined. Mm. And that is really rewarding to hear that and to talk to clients about that. Wow. This, this might seem a little counterintuitive to someone who's feeling pressed to achieve or accomplish, you know, whatever it is that they think that they want. Um, it, almost a paradox, Bruce, where to, to achieve that, your best shot is to let go of everything. That is so true. And, and you know, I've been there too, you know, places where I felt so much anxiety and I didn't know how to let go. When mm-hmm. I was a teenager, Dr. Paul, I was 
filled with anxiety. I did not know why. I had no idea how to let go of it, but I was filled with so much anxiety. And mm. it, it, my life was miserable because I was afraid to speak. I didn't have a voice. I had this very, very pinched, high, squeaky voice. And I knew that if I spoke up, someone would make fun of me or someone would make a comment. And I just had felt this pressure. Now, and the, the point is, I felt this pressure. Mm. I mean, I created it for myself inside my own mind mm-hmm. without even knowing it. Right. And I think from having been there, and not knowing what to do with it and finally learning through research and study and reaching out to others and being willing to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. I learned how to help others let go and how to f- help others, you know, just move past their anxiety. So mm-hmm. it's very powerful and yet in a way not complex can be quite simple. Mm. Yes. Simple and easy aren't the same thing, are they? No. No, they're not. So the simple steps that you've shared with us already, first, breathe. <laughs> or it's, it's really a form of, of meditation or quieting the mind. And, and something as simple as just focusing on your own breath and then simplifying the thoughts to in and out. That's the starting point. And yes, then, it is. Bruce, you shared with us after that, getting some clarity about who you are and what you're about. And this is, like you said, simple, perhaps not easy. Exactly. And it's surprising how many you can, how many people you can talk to and you can say to them, what do you really want? What do you want in your life? And Mm -hmm. people will look at me with a puzzled look on their face. Right. You know, and it's kind of sad in a way that so many of us don't truly know what we want Mm -hmm. in our lives if we had the choice. And the fact is, we do have the choice. We just don't realize it. Yes. Which is where mindfulness can be so powerful because it, it really helps us to tune into our own desires, first of all, or, or our purpose. And then it's easier to see the path or the activities or the objectives that will help us to move in that direction. Yes, that's right. Now, so many of my clients, once they start examining what they really want in their life and think about this and journal on it, so many of them turn to some form of exercise, whether it be running or cycling, or mountain climbing, or so many different things, swimming. And through those exercises, they find a type of meditation as well. And then they continue to find and discover things that they would like to bring into their lives. So I think exercise is a really powerful part of all of this. It's a, it's a really important part of mindfulness to many people who practice it. Mm. That is absolutely consistent with what I have heard and experienced. It, it follows right along with first getting the, the mind to quiet down a little bit. 
and then focusing on your purpose and starting to add those activities and habits to your life that actually support you. I've found in my practice, Bruce, that a a big part of my job is to help people get out of their own way. Right. And you're going to relate to that very quickly, I think. What's your experience with that? Oh, yes, absolutely. We we don't even realize the roadblocks we set up for ourselves. We can we can just sabotage ourselves in incredibly powerful ways. And, you know, you would think, well, why? Why would I want to sabotage myself? But there are so many answers to that questions question, depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And and the awareness, the mindfulness is so helpful. And you know what, Bruce? I found in my own practice personally that some of the things I learn about myself I didn't really want to know to start out with. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Me not too. it's not as scary as it seems at first because then you realize, you know what? I'm a human being just like everyone else. And that is such a relief because sometimes we scramble through life trying to make sure that certain things happen or to make up for things that we think are deficits. When really, as we get into the present and into that mindfulness mode, I love the, the title of that that you've used for your podcast, it, it changes the game. It puts us in a completely different position. Oh, it really does change the game. And you know what? I found the same as you, Dr. Paul. The more I think that as human beings, we're very, very similar. We're just almost all one. The more I think of it this way and I I just look at another person and I think, hey, you know, you, you could be my brother. You could be my sister. You could be my mother. You could be my father, my son, my daughter. The more I feel that way about humanity, the better I feel about myself and the more I'm able to let go and be the person I was meant to be. And you can see quickly how that kind of thinking would be crucial to addressing issues like what we started out with here, Bruce, the bullying that led you this direction in the first place as you working as you were working with your students. Yes. When we esteem each other with with equal and high regard, and not just each other, but ourselves too. Yes. It completely yeah. changes our behavior. It's a whole new game. Yeah, it is a whole new game. And so often we don't think about the ourselves part of that puzzle, you know, that we are actually stopping ourselves from helping others by setting up these roadblocks. And, and you do the same thing, you know, helping people get out of their own way. So Mm -hmm. important to help get to that point where you can actually move forward. Yes. Oh, Bruce Langford, you're doing some good in this world. Thank you, Dr. Paul, and so are you. (laughs) Let's point our listeners in your direction. You've got a website, mindfulnessmode.com. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's where my podcast is is located. And, you know, I have something for your listeners, Dr. Paul. If if you will go to mindfulnessmode.com slash 
calm, the word calm, Mm C-A-L-M, then I have a, an infographic for you and it's, it's called calm your busy mind and it focuses on breathing and exercise and mantras just as we've been talking about today. So you can get your own copy just by going right there and clicking on it on the website. Wonderful. So that's mindfulnessmode.com forward slash calm. C-A-L-M. Right. Awesome. Thank you for that, Bruce. You're welcome. My pleasure. Any uh, final thought before we sign off here today? My final thought is to just breathe, relax, and listen. Mm. And the more you listen to the world around you, the people around you, and to your own self, I think the more you will be able to allow and let go and move forward in your life. Ah, There you have it from the mindfulness master himself, Bruce Langford. Thank you for being at Live On Purpose Radio today. And thank you for inviting me, Dr. Paul. Next time, everyone, be mindful and go live on purpose.